Hey, everybody. Grab your Bible, a pencil, your journal, and maybe even a cup of coffee and join in on the conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Psalms 86, verses 11 through 13. Teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. I will praise you, O Lord my God, with all of my heart. I will glorify your name forever. For great is your love toward me. You have delivered me from the depths of the grave. Welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara. I am Dot's daughter, and every week we sit down together and we talk through truths and scripture. And in this episode, my mom gives us her favorite verse, and we talk about it and dive into it, why it is her favorite. And we also talk about a prayer that she prays for herself every single day and sometimes throughout the day. So we are really glad that you're here. We would love for you to pull up a chair and listen in. Kara, I love that verse. I love songs 86. Why do you love it? You know what? I pray that every morning. Oh, you do? God teach. Uh-huh, I do. I uh, say, God teach me your way, oh Lord. And you know, I know about his power. I, you know, you look at the creation, you, you just know that there's just no way that there's not this greater person, God Almighty, that's bigger and more powerful than man. You can look at a lot of uh, the things that he's done and seen and see his power, but to know his ways, I think it's to know his heart. So I ask God every morning, God, teach me. And sometimes even through the day, I'll say, God, teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. And it says, give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. And that means to reverence and realize that you, you're holy. You know, <laughs> I tell you, sometimes my heart can um, be divided. I can love a lot of things and a lot of people. Mm. And I just know that, and I know for me that if I don't keep that focus and ask God to teach me His truth, I think so many people are trying to tell me what I should know or what I should think. And I just want to hear from God. And I know Mm. that what's most important to be able to hear God is to have a heart totally devoted to Him. So I love that. So how do you know, you know, like throughout the day, because I mean, the enemy obviously knows that you're praying that. Like, how do you discern that? How do you know? By faith, I trust that God hears that prayer. I don't think that there are very few prayers that you can pray that you can be confident that he hears them. And that's one of them. When you go before God and say, teach me your ways, you know, Jesus said, if you come, to me, if you, you know, seek me, you'll find me. God said that. Yeah. But how do you know what his ways are? You know, like, how do you discern what his ways are as you're going throughout your day? You know what I mean? Like, what is that? How does that play out? Well, I looked at the heart of God and I do that by looking at scripture. John, you know, we talk a lot about the, you know, the gospel of John, the book of John is all about love. So I think that that shows me a lot about God's heart. And then I know about the names of God because he said, you know, to Moses, my people will know if they want to know who I am. You tell them who I am. I am. And so all through scripture, there are times when the people would call upon the name of God and then it would say, Jireh, God will provide. 
are, you know, the the Lord of hosts. And so knowing his ways, I think, is knowing his heart, knowing that he loves me. And maybe I don't really understand a lot of what he does, but I know that his way is always for me. That's scriptural. I know that his way is always looking out for my best interest. That's scripture. Uh, so that's how I kind of feel like God teaches me his ways. And so when I'm reading scripture and I see those scriptures, I just know that because I prayed and asked God to teach me that, that my eye goes to that. And I take note of that. I think normally I would just pass it by. But because I'm asking God on a continually basis, show me your ways. You know, when we talk about so much about Exodus. And I, apart from Genesis 3, I probably study Exodus more than anything. And he gets so mad at the Israelites because he said, they knew my power, but they did not know my ways. And because they didn't know my ways, they were not able, and I will not allow them, actually, to enter into my rest. So I think it's very, very important to God in the heart of God for us to know his ways, because if we don't, we may not know everything he does. I'm not saying that detailed. But when I don't understand some of the things he's doing and I get confused, like you're saying, is this from Satan, which I don't think Satan uh, really will ever want me to go and call upon the name of God but or know God's heart. But you're right. There are things, voices you hear, and it and, you know, the hardest part is half-truth. It's like, yeah, well, part of that's true. And and so I kind of look at this and say, does this, what I'm embracing, what I'm thinking, does that draw me to the heart of God, or does it draw me away from God? And that's kind of a little bit of a guideline. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So when you say the ways of God, that really just means— who God is. His heart. Uh-huh. His heart. It's not necessarily the ways in terms of, because sometimes I think I hear that like, oh, the ways of God. I I think my mind goes to how God does something or what he's doing, like the, his, like the mm-hmm. way that he's leading or the way, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, when they were picking the king, you know, when God told uh, Samuel to go pick a king and, you know, he's looking at all the tall, big guys that Jesse had. And and God said, you look at the outside of man, and I look at the heart. Well, I think that what God is also telling us is don't just look outside of what's going on in your world and the circumstances. Look at my heart. And even though you don't understand, you know, we've, we've compared this so often to children and, you know, with a parent, like mm-hmm. they're not going to understand a lot of things of why you say no or you say stop doing this. But a parent, not being God, but they can see that if they continued in that direction, that is not going to go well. But mm-hmm. if that child trusts that parent and has a relationship with that parent and knows that that parent is always looking out for their best, that child is going to be easier to submit to the will and the authority of the parent than a child that does not believe or has not felt the love of their parent. So mm-hmm. it's it's more about a motivation as well. So it's more, it's kind of like, like his way, 
is a love like that, like you said, like with John, like he, mm-hmm. like even if something is going on in your life that is chaotic or maybe not great or a hard season, it's like trusting the ways of God is good. Like he is good. He is love. Right. It's like those, and maybe what's happening is not good, but it's like, right. in spite of that, I know the way of God is you know, goodness or grace or forgiveness or love or those kind of things. You know, and and scripture says, you know, God does not withhold what is best for his children. That's hard to grasp when we think we know what's best for us. But if you take that truth and you know that's the ways of God, that's God's heart, He's not going to withhold something that is not best, even though I do not understand why I can't have a certain thing or why things don't change. So I think that that's the ways of God. God um, has ways. But sometimes I think the best isn't, like I said, like some circumstances are not what's best. But what's best is that, you know, we fully surrender to God. Like that is what is best for us. Or so sometimes I think it's not just God always does what's best in terms of like, oh, well, you know, your spouse dying necessarily. I mean, maybe that was best, you know, in terms of, yeah, like, I mean, if he, you know, went, he or she went to heaven, but, but yeah, like, I think that's also too, it's not saying, you know, some circumstances genuinely you know, or getting cancer or getting sick or whatever, you know, like that in and of itself may not be what's best, but what God may do through it or how you experience God or how God reveals himself to you, like that could be what's best. Well, and again, what you're doing, what you're doing is what a lot of people do. They're more looking at the circumstances where I'm saying God's looking at a bigger picture, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to surrender to the will of God. I'm not going to surrender to allow God to do whatever he wants to in my life if I don't know he loves me and I don't know that he wants what's best. So it's not just surrendering because it's you're you're not going to do it. There's you just don't waste your time in telling someone just trust God because he wants what's best. If that person even though that's true, if that person doesn't feel and understand that God loves them for whatever reason, they got to start there. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not yeah. looking out of like, oh, me getting cancer. Like that's not God being like, hey, I know what's best, and I'm, I'm gonna allow you to get cancer. But God may look at it of like, I mean, I don't know. Okay, let's it, go with cancer because okay, you know, like a lot of people get. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm more pointing out the when you get a diagnosis like that mm-hmm. and saying like, okay, God doesn't withhold. You know, He's not withholding your health or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And sometimes God will heal people because right. it's not their time to go. I feel that Genesis 1 and 2 sets the foundation that God did not want cancer. He did not want right. sickness. He didn't right. want Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's so like that's the, best. the heart of God. So even right. though you get cancer, you can say, well, God's going to use this. Well, God could use it without me having cancer. Or, right. oh, you're going to really feel close to God. Well, that's just grace and mercy because most people do, even if they don't even acknowledge that. But that's not why you got cancer. Right. You got cancer is because you live in a world that has sickness and hurt. And so that's what I believe. Well, that's what I'm saying and clarifying is like, you're not saying 
God doesn't withhold what's best. And that that doesn't mean always circumstantially, I guess is what I'm trying to point out. Because like you said, getting, it's not like you would look at a cancer diagnosis and say, well, this is, you know, what's best for me. Because like you said, that is the consequence of being in a fallen world. But... And we may never know what's the best. Right. right. Yeah. That's what, I guess that's what I'm like trying to like point out is like, it's not, I think sometimes we can, and maybe it's just speaking to myself of like looking at the circumstance and putting the label on it of like, okay, this is, and maybe it is the situation, you know, this is God's best for my life. That sometimes Mm -hmm. is the case, but there are other times when, like you said, when it's something like a cancer or sin you know, or someone wrongs you, you know, like that sort of thing. That's not necessarily because those are results of, you know, evil and sin within the world right. and we're, and we're human and all that, but it's looking beyond that. And, and sometimes, yeah, just like trusting, like, I don't know how <laughs> this is, yeah. you know, the best. And again, it may not be the circumstance, but it could be uh, something that. And, and I think that we deal with so much hurt and people are people and even Christians, you know, they may be following Jesus, but they're not perfect. And they may not be following Jesus with all their heart. They who know, I'm not saying I know somebody else's heart, but we get hurt by other Christians is right. basically what I'm saying. Well and even in our best intentions. Yes, I, mean, I know I've hurt people right. and did not yes, mean to and mean to. yeah. It is what it is. But what I'm saying is for me, it goes like, hey, I am not wanting you to go through this. I'm going to hold you through this. I'm going to give you the power to go through this. But know that what's best is it for you to go through this and you to forgive mm-hmm. them. Now, you're not mm-hmm. going to want to, but just trust me on this because that's what's best for you. So I'm not going to withhold my Holy Spirit to empower you to go through these things. Yeah. So I think that that's what's you know, messed up is that we're thinking, well, God doesn't withhold his best, meaning... My life should just be just like heaven on earth, even right. though we know this in heaven. But it's not, and it's not that God created it. God did not start this mess. Right. You can talk to Adam and Eve later about that. <laughs> but I'm just saying right. is that he didn't have to come. He didn't have to die. He didn't have to send a son. And he didn't have to give us the power to endure Right. And that's yeah. where I think it's like, yeah, he didn't withhold his son. He didn't withhold his power to empower us. Well, I think that's a good point of even, yeah, like him not withholding the Holy Spirit. Like that, I don't know, yeah. that's just a different, I mean, I, nothing new under the sun. I knew that, but thinking of it in that way of when you are going through a dark season or heartache mm-hmm. or, you know, grief, loss, whatever, like God it did not withhold the Holy Spirit, which mm-hmm. that is the he that's what he calls the Holy Spirit, you know, the comforter. Mm-hmm. Comforter and the power and the enlightenment yeah. and yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's huge. I think that to me, so many people they're so mad at God and I've been there, done that. I know that. And I think the reason I was mad at God is because I didn't really understand that. And I didn't understand that He loved me because you hear on a daily basis, if God really loved you, you wouldn't have to do that. Well, right. tell that to a two-year-old that wants to go play out right. on the Georgia 400. Well, and you can't will yourself to love God either. You know, you can't no. sit there and nope. think like, I'm going to love them, I'm going to love them, I'm going to love them. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, or I'm like going to understand, I'm going to understand, I'm going to understand. Yeah. Right. 
So how, what would you say? Would you, if someone were to ask, okay, so how do I know him better? How do I get to a place of, you know, being sure that he loves me and being confident in that? Well, I would say, Kara, Psalms 86, <laughs> verse 11 through 13. Maybe 86? Just pray, uh, 86, uh, verses 11 through 13, and say, God, teach me your ways. And So prayer, what, I mean, it's ultimate, ultimately. It is. It's, ultimately, it's talking yeah. to God about it and asking him to do something you can't do, which is right. love him. Well, and probably letting him, him do it, not, yeah. yeah, yeah it's but not. I will say this. I do have a little bit of a trick that I do. Did you? You're looking kind of weird when I said trick. Okay. But it is a tool. It is something that I do. And if you were in my study in the morning at 4.15, for one thing, if you were in my study at 4.15 a.m., at any time, I'd probably be scared to death and wouldn't probably want to talk to you anyway. But, but what I would say, if you were there with me and you were listening as I'm reading the Scripture, you'd think, well, she has lost her mind. But it works for me. And it may work for whoever's joining in on this conversation. But what I do is I look at Scripture as a biography of God, not as a self-help book, not Mm -hmm. as a tool to make me know God's own life can get better. It's just really wanting to say, God, when I'm reading something, like teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth, what I do when I'm reading that is I almost imagine God saying to me, Sugar pie, I want to teach you my ways. And I would say, why? And I would look at that and he says, so that you would walk in my truth. But you're going to have to give me all your heart. That you, and you're going to have to know that I'm God. You're going to have to reverence me and trust me. And when you're going through a hard time, sugar pie, even though you don't want to praise me, you need to. And I want you to praise me. And when you begin to praise me, you will begin to love me with all your heart. When you begin to love me with all your heart, sugar, you will glorify my name. Because my love is great towards you. And I have rescued you from yourself, from hell, and from death. Now, do you see how if... You turn that inward, mm-hmm. and you begin to read those, not run through it. Now, I know we read through the Bible, and we you know, get it on, you know, we get it on a fast pace because we mm-hmm. want to get through to our next day. But there are certain things. Uh, you asked me, you said, uh, why don't you just read your favorite verse? And I had mm-hmm. already had this on my mind. You know why? Every morning. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. There's a lot in this scripture I need to know. There's a lot of things in there that God wants to tell me about who he is and our relationship. But I just know that for me, my biggest struggle is, you know, really sitting besides Genesis 3 that, you know, I struggle wanting to be God. But as I read those verses, I just feel God saying, Sugar, let me teach you my way. Instead of me going, now, God, just teach me mm-hmm. because I need to walk in. I need to know some truth. Yeah. I need to know it by 5 o'clock today. <laughs> but, right. you know, but it's, you know, that's that's just kind of how I do it. So I, I feel like I was saying a little trick, but that's just kind of how it becomes personal to me. It's not like I know you're reading that, you know, and, you know, it's not yeah. like I'm sharing, I mean, you know, the love of God, even though we are sharing the love of God. But it's personal to me. 
should we do a whole com- a commentary, a dots commentary? <laughs> and uh, and uh, go through the Bible and write it like that? Well, write it as a... I, I, God has not inspired <laughs> me to, to write a Bible. But I will say this. Um, or uh, was it like a dot standard version, DSV? Yeah, yeah that. But <laughs> I will say this. I doubt there would be very few men that would want to open up Psalms 86 and say, Sugar pie. No sugar, I need all your heart. But to me, and and I don't know, I I don't know if it's because, you know, Howard calls me sugar pie uh, because it's endearing. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but that word just has been, you know, me. And so when I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about that, I literally think in my mind, no sugar pie, you know, I need to teach you. Mm -hmm. Instead of me making a request to God to do that, nothing's wrong with that. Right. I just feel like God is saying, you really need me to teach you. Mm-hmm. And so, Well, I think it, it just kind of shifts the perspective of God, will you do it? God, will you do it? To God saying, I want to do this. Right. Yeah. I and want I to think, this too. And I think that gives us a different, I mean, automatic different perspective of God just by that. And neither are wrong. Mm-hmm. And what not one is, you know, better than the other. But because there are some things where it's like, I mean, I feel like I pray that often. Like I, you know, like heal me or, you know, heal my heart or whatever. And instead being like, him being like, I'm, I, I want to heal, heal you. And I do know, I mean, I know that. I don't doubt yeah. that. But yeah, I think with those things, I like that shift of perspective. And to me, that's God's heart is he wants to teach us. And again, that's part of the the gifts of the Holy Spirit is that he will lead you into all truth and teach you. So I know that's his heart. So I'm praying mm-hmm. in the will of God. And he says, if you pray in my name and in my will, I will answer your prayer. I mean, I feel like that could be, we could really dive into mm-hmm. that statement alone. Yeah. We won't yeah. on this episode. <laughs> and everybody's listening on the conversation like, oh, yes, like, take it. Yeah, talk, let's yeah, talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I know. But, but that is what that means. Mm-hmm. Praying according to his scripture. Let's not go into but it. But we don't. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah. really fighting the urge to. I know. Me too. <laughs> to it. Me too. But maybe we'll next week. I don't know. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, I love that. I do too. And you know, I as I said at the very beginning, I uh, love the scripture, and I just want to encourage you, Kara, to pray that. And I want to encourage the person that's pulled up and sat down at our table with us today or next week, or whenever they're joining in on this conversation, to just go to Psalms 86, 11 through 13. And they, you may not hear God say, sugar pie. But I do think that if you just kind of take your time walking through those verses, I think and you're really wanting to hear and know the heart of God, I know He'll show it to you. I'm not one of His favorites. I'm just one that He loves, and He loves you too. And I want to encourage you to do that. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, DotBowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends. And we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen.